Hey everyone, it's Becky. A quick note before the show starts, um, you'll notice that today on this day of love, our name changed for the podcast. I'm very excited to share that going forward, the podcast will be known as Buzzing About Romance. This is something I've toyed with a lot since last fall, to be honest. Um, I really wanted the name to reflect what we were doing, what was important about the podcast. Um, and also, I wanted to make the podcast a little more inclusive for all of our listeners. So if somebody is just a coffee drinker, that's fine. If they don't want to drink cocktails and prefer, you know, iced tea, that is fantastic. I don't have, I just want it to be a place for everybody that loves romance, no matter what your drink of choice is. Um, so your podcast feeds will now be buzzing about romance. Along with the new name, I have a new co-host, Leah. Um, I'm super excited to have her along. You'll have noticed Leah on some of our happy hours that we do over on the YouTube and a few of our quick shots of romance. So welcome, Leah. Thanks for joining me. Hi, thanks for having <laughs> me. I'm super excited to join the show. Yeah. So let's tell everybody a little bit about you. Um, you're obviously a romance reader because, you know, that's what we do. Uh, how long have you been reading romance? Um, I have been reading romance since I started stealing my mom's Harlequins um, <laughs> when I was probably about 14. I would hide in my bedroom or hide in the bathtub and read them. <laughs> I, I get that. I'm totally a flashlight under the covers kid when, you know, pre-e-readers. <laughs> When you had to read out of the paperback or the hardback. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like hide in the corner of my room when the lights are out and nobody can see me. So and we'll have a couple more episodes coming up in the next couple of weeks where everybody will get to know you a little bit. But let's tell them what's your favorite subgenre of romance? Um, I don't really have one. I really enjoy a good rom-com and I love suspense um, ones also. But I, I really like them all. Like I haven't yeah. really found one that I don't like. Do you have a favorite trope? Because everybody knows my favorite trope. <laughs> um, I like a fake romance. Um, okay. Or like marriage of convenience tro um, trope. Those, Those are ones good are ones. always a good time. Those are good ones. Well, we are super excited to have you along. Um, things you should know. Uh, we while we are changing the name, the format and show style will remain the same. You are still going to discuss you are. We are still going to discuss and share our love of all things romance. Uh, you'll still have our favorite authors joining us for interviews, quick shots of romance, happy hours, and best night of the entire month, Drunk Book Club. Um, and of course, uh, Katie promises to remain on as our Duchess of all things historical romance. Do you like that? Do you like how I gave Katie a title there? I do like that because Katie <laughs> is the Duchess of all historical. <laughs> she is. Um, we are still going to sip our cocktails or mocktails and talk about our famous romance reads, though. Um, so now back to our regularly scheduled episode. Welcome to Buzzing About Romance. This week we are talking why we love romance and why Romance Landia is the coolest place on earth with author Avery Flynn and special <laughs> guest co-host Sadie. So let the shenanigans begin. Here we go.
And then also with us tonight is one of my most favorite loving, book-loving friends with her first appearance on the podcast, Sadie. You can find her as Literary Illusions on Instagram. Hi, everybody. This is our Valentine's Day episode, and we are excited to talk with author Avery Flynn and all about Romance Landia and why we romance, the power of romance, why it matters, and what is the attraction to romance. Welcome to the podcast, Miss Avery. Thank you guys so much for having me. I love it. Oh, it's so exciting. I love to talk romance. I could do this, you know, I do all day long. Yes. Um, okay, Miss Sadie, why don't you tell us a little bit about Miss Avery? Uh, USA Today and Wall Street Journal best-selling romance author Avery Flynn has three slightly wild children, loves a hockey-addicted husband, and is desperately hoping someone invests in a coffee IV drip. She fell in love with romance while reading Johanna Lindsay's Mallory books. It wasn't long before Avery had re read through all the romance offerings at her local library. Needing a romance fix, she turned to Harlequin's four books a month home delivery service to ease the withdrawal symptoms. That worked for a short time, but it wasn't long before the local bookstore's staff knew her by name. Avery was a reader before she was a writer and hopes to always be both. She loves to write about smart-ass alpha heroes who are as good with a quip as they are with their ahem, other God-given talents. Her heroines are feisty, fierce, and fantastic, brainy and brave. These ladies know how to stand on their own two feet and knock the bad guys off theirs. Okay. Um, go ahead, Miss Leah. Okay, well, as we normally do every time we meet up we go over what everybody's drinking so Avery what are you drinking tonight well I am on deadline so um unfortunately after I get done here I will continue to put words to paper so I am drinking tea <laughs> it is That's yummy tea that. though it is black currant and chocolate black tea and it's good so that's all I can tell you sounds, sounds good, good. <laughs> what about you Sadie I have a paper plane. I'm a big fan of Prohibition era cocktails, and this is one of my favorites. What is a paper plane? Uh, it's an Amaro whiskey, lemon juice sort of a combination. Dead easy. Great cocktail. Oh, yum. That sounds good. That sounds so good. Becky, what about you? <laughs> um, just vodka and cranberry juice tonight. Um, I was, we made book club drinks earlier this evening. So uh, we have drunk book club coming up, and I needed to take pictures for book clubs. So, I was trying all of those. I had an Alaskan glacier martini and a, um, what was the other one? Something about the Alaskan uh, duck shot or something. Duck anyway, fart. Duck Wasn't fart it? shot. Yeah, duck fart shot. It had rum and vanilla ice cream and Baileys and amaretto and crown royal in it. So that's, wow. I drink that. Yeah, it was yummy. Uh, Leah, what are you drinking? Um, I am drinking a IPA from a local brewery here at home. Good choice. So, yum. Yum, yum. I like an IPA. I like a good hoppy beer. I Very do hoppy. Too. See, I love a porter. I really <gasps> give me like a nice deep This pour. brewery I makes a really good like porter. It's called a Buck Snort Stout. It's, <laughs> but I, I can only drink one because it's, yeah. it is heavy stuff. You know I should what? have brought my pirate you, you, beer. I have a pirate yeah, you, beer down in my you fridge. You only make that imperial beer mistake once, 
unknowingly <laughs> after that you know when you see imperial you're like "Ooh, this is a sit down drink right? <laughs> this is don't go too far because you're not going to walk yeah. that <laughs> yes exactly our very dear friends own our local brewery and they are constantly like come try this and i'm like okay i'll try it and then you know there are days that michael has to come pick me up because you know <laughs> was there too for long. science right i just just had to say mixology is the fastest growing science mm -hmm. this year yeah we will help well, you with your rationalization <laughs> i love and appreciate all of you um so let's get to know avery flynn a little bit okay so avery we know you're an avid reader and i'm slightly obsessed with all your like book boxes and stuff that you have that you unbox um so what was your last no five-star read my last five-star read. Oh my God. Okay. It's actually not romance. This is horrible. Okay. I feel so bad. Uh, nope, but book's but a book. I, I literally just finished it like a week ago and I'm a slow reader and especially because I'm on deadline. Um, and the banging you hear is probably at least two or three of my five dogs. So um, they That's must okay. have broken free. Um, by the way, that's not an exaggeration. I really do have five dogs. Which <laughs> all have. The store. And they have the best names. I'm obsessed with your dog names. I'm trying to convince Michael to buy me a corgi so I can name it Tater Tot. Because I love your dog names. Tater Tot is the biggest jerk of the bunch. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> He's a Jack Russell Chihuahua mix. And people are like, oh, you should bring him to a signing. I'm like, I would get sued. Um... <laughs> No, it would bite everyone. But my latest five-star read was One by One, and it is Ruth Ware, and it is a thriller. It is a page-turner. It is so good. Okay. So good. Um, and right now, the romance book that I'm reading right now, I just got done with Kate Meter's foreplay um, before Ruth Ware. I and read that. Yeah. I love Kate Meter's books so I much and her hockey books, I think are phenomenal. Um, she's really cool herself. Um, but her books, I love her books. Anybody that brings in a pixie reference to a book, I'm like, you're my people. Right. Um, but her foreplay is great. And then um, I'm reading Right as Rain, which just came out from Lucy Lennox. And I, it is a football romance. It is M.M. And I can already tell that I'm going to love this book because I, I read, I went to read a chapter last night while I was waiting for the bread maker to get done. <laughs> I'm like, I'll just read one chapter. I, I, yeah, I had to force myself to put it down. So I'm like, okay, I can't. Never so, one more chapter. Yeah. So I've been fighting, picking up my phone and reading it all day long. Because I know like if I stop and I read it at lunch, then I'm not going to want to get back to work and then I'm not going to finish my book and then I'm going to get yelled at. So I don't yeah. want to get yelled at. And not only will your editor yell at you, but all your fans are going to yell at you too. So <laughs> I will get in trouble. <laughs> Lots of us will be mad. So don't yes. pick it up yet. <laughs> okay. I won't pick it back up, but Lucy Lennox, it's so good. I can tell. Well, I can tell. It's like now on my TBR. That's the best part of the podcast is my TBR list like seems to grow. <sighs> Yes. exhibitionally each time we meet um okay so do you have a favorite romantic trope it can be to read or to write it doesn't have to be or both 
Yeah. Or both. Um, if it's you know different, what? especially. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a huge, I love writing banter. So enemies to lovers is my favorite to write just simply because I love writing banter. It just makes me really happy. Um, so, so you guys get suckered along with it. Sorry. Um, <laughs> and, you know, as far as reading, I read everything just about. Um, but somebody on Twitter posted the other day that their favorite book trope was when one of the characters can't sleep and then when they're with the other character, all of a sudden they can sleep through the night. And I'm like, that's my trope. I love that one. Because <laughs> I do. I think that, you know, that, and, and it's because it shows trust, yeah. you know? And so it's for, if you were a sucker reader and I am a sucker reader, you know, that is exactly what you want. You want that point in time when they're like, even though I can't acknowledge the fact that, you know, you're my person my person yeah so yeah that's a good I like that I do like those yeah. romances and you do enemies to lovers very well the wedding date disaster was so well oh, done that was fun that was so fun I just because like I hated him I'm like dude oh, he was a jerk he was a total jerk he was just a redeemable jerk he's probably still a jerk to like 99 percent right. of the fake population of that book but to her he's not he was nice to grandpa though so who, who would not be nice to pop grandpa right yes. <laughs> so um as i said earlier tonight we're kind of talking about why we read romance so one of the reasons that i wanted to start the podcast and i went to the bookstagram world is i've worked in um publishing for a couple of years now and it is so frustrating when people are like oh what do you do and I'm like oh you know I'm a copy editor I mostly do romance books and they're like oh are those really books um uh, yeah yes. they are so um so that's what we're talking about like the power of romance why we read romance so Avery tell us like what drew you into romance oh you know what I think I think romance is perfect for um, people who are closeted optimists. You know, if you are a closeted optimist, this is great for you. Romance is great for you because romance is all about hope, right? Yeah. It's all about the fact that we all struggle, but we overcome it. And I think that, you know, for me, I grew up, um, you know, in single parent household, you know, all that stuff. So for me, I didn't, the romance books that I read growing up, okay, this may not be the greatest example, but those, <laughs> the, the romance books that I read growing up, you know, showed the example of trusting another human being and you know the relationships that could be had and the power of those relationships so they they can give you a look into a world that you may not have in your own home you know yeah. and so yeah. I think that's really important as well um and you know what what other genre do you go into knowing your main character is going to win you know right and we yes. all need a win. <laughs> we all yeah. need a win. So yes, I think that's really important. I don't think that too, one of the things that, and I often reference people don't really realize is some of your favorite childhood stories technically are romance because there's a happily ever after. So like, you know, growing up, Charlotte's Web, 
I love the story of Charlotte's Web. Um, that's a romance book. It's a love story. You know, no, there's no steam or anything like that in it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, yes, Charlotte, you know, she dies. However, Wilbur gets to live his life happy on the farm. You know, I'm going to argue with you on that one. That is not, that is a, romance. not a romance. She dies. Yeah. That's but just, I'm going to argue that pig. too. <laughs> Whatever. They don't end up. No, it's not an AGA. They don't. They get a happily ever after. She did Wilbur her duty. Wilbur gets she a had happily her ever after. No. no uh-uh. Well, that's true. She knows her children are taken care of, but I, I, I I'm guess I'm happy for now. <laughs> it's okay. It's an HFN, not an HFN. It's an HFN. It's happy for now. Sweet Lord. That's fine. That's a but it's an HFP. It's a happy for pig. So right, yeah. happy for pig. So fine. Okay, we'll go to the babysitter's club. Logan ends up with Marianne at the end. There you go. That's a good one. That's a romance. Don't make me start pulling out all my 80s fiction here now. Yeah. What, Sadie? I, I missed the babysitter's club. That that right, might be Right, because you're young. So you just yeah. right over there. You're, you're a baby. <laughs> We were babysitting you with the babysitter's club. Babysitter's club. club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I always look at, you know what? One of my favorites is uh, to call out on this is um, 40 year old virgin. Right. Yeah. It is a, it is yeah. a raunchy, funny as hell movie. And it is a romance straight mm-hmm. up and down. 100% romance. That's all that movie is. It is. Um, I never yeah. thought about it like that. It totally is. Mm-hmm. so um okay so and what is it about romance that you love um you know i i love the variety in romance you know you can there's there's different genres you can go into um if you were in the mood for romance that is angsty you can find that if you want something with werewolves you can find that if you <laughs> you know <laughs> if everything there 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 is a romance not every romance is for every reader but there is a romance out there for every single reader and that to me is what I love most about romance is that I mean it is deep and it is wide (laughs) is what romance is there is I mean there's a ton of variety out there you know Mm -hmm. I prefer I like rom-coms I try I tend to stay away from newer adult and the overly angsty suspense sometimes you know I like true suspense but romantic suspense sometimes doesn't always work for me Sadie loves all the historic and Leah mm-hmm. likes the suspense yeah. so ah, suspense is great like I love a good rom-com and like a, a good werewolf every once in a while but like that's the big thing like there's so many genres and subgenres, and then tropes mixed in with those subgenres, and it's like right. there's just an, an unlimited like vast variety and like mixing and matching too like yes. it's not yes. just for that like everything like overlaps I also feel like it might be one of the best genres for mood reading like today mm-hmm. I want to curl up with something that is warm and cozy and I'm going to read this adorable novella that is 60 pages long and everyone uh-huh. just gets a happy forever like yeah that's great or i'm gonna read this incredibly dark romance where everyone is miserable for 180 pages let's or go <laughs> or you need that like straight up like just dirty like mm-hmm. dirty book and it goes it goes yes. it's awesome 
Yes. <laughs> it's awesome. That's that's what's amazing. And you know what? From a from a reader perspective, I love it for that. And from a writer perspective, I love it because that gives you as a writer, you're staying within sort of your your home territory. Uh, but you have so many places that you can go with a story. And and that's really fun too. So it you're not you're not sort of closed in, I guess. There's freedom. Yeah, I think that one of the things that I really have started to love about like the current trends in romance is we do seem to be diversifying and Mm -hmm. body types, uh, culture, um, and all of that kind of stuff. And I love that. I love that romance seems to be progressive and moving forward. It's taken us a minute to get there. (laughs) And I know that there was, you know, all the blow up in the past, but currently it seems like, um, we're moving in the right direction. I think we're definitely growing in that. I think there has been diverse romance for forever, but I think, um, you know, it used to be you'd go into your bookstore and your bookstore would, wouldn't pack, wouldn't, wouldn't shelve it in the romance section. So if you were reading Frances Ray, who I read <laughs> and loved, um, her characterization was amazing. Um, but so if you're looking for a Francis Ray book, you had to go to African-American fiction to find it, even though it was a romance. So there, there was that. And I think that honestly is one of the beauties of the digital book age and the fact that romance readers are so open to trying new things is that now there is a lot more ability to find diverse romance, um, whether it is you know, LGBTQ plus, or if it is, um, you know, uh, people of color or whatever it may be, black romance, whatever it may be, you can, you can find it now because of that. Do you think that there's also been a big push for that with social media? I mean, I know that until a year ago, I didn't use social media to find books and now I do. And I've found a ton of new books that way. Do you find that as a writer, new readers and followers have found you that way? Um, yeah, definitely. I think that happens. And I think as a reader, I find a lot of books that way too, because you see like the cover reveals and the stuff on, on, you know, the bookstagram things that, that really sort of show you. And then like some of the book discussions that happen on Twitter are always really interesting. Um, and so you, you end up finding, finding books and, and things that way as well. So, yeah, I think social media helps. Uh, Twitter, I get stuck on Twitter and then I end up with Katie Robertson. I adore her and I end up with like 5,000 more books of hers that she's like, read this. It's super steamy. I found Nikki Sloan because of her. She's like, read this. It will screw with your head. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I read the initiation and I messaged her right back and I'm like, what am I reading? (laughs) She's like, I know crazy town, right? I'm like, yes. Yes, yes, yes is your answer to that. Those are, yeah, two fabulous, fabulous authors. Yes, and I think, again, that goes back to, you know, the whole idea that that there is romance for every reader, for every mood. It is the, it, it is the universal, <laughs> it's the universal uh, book genre, I think. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of power in it, and we're just now finally harnessing that power as romance readers and writers and as a community I think we finally have I think social media has helped kind of all of us find our voice and stand up for what we love and 
to say, hey, take notice. These are great books. These are great people. I think that there used to be such a taboo, like connected Mm -hmm. to, like my mom used to get boxes of Harlequin romances, like mailed to the house Mm -hmm. once a month, but they came in like a nondescript brown box. And it's like, don't talk about it. You have them, but you don't talk about it. It's like, I feel like now it's like people just, they're coming out of the box, like literally and just talking about what they like now. So it's really yeah. funny you say that. So I grew up in a family that does not read romance. We're all readers. We don't read romance. I am the anomaly. And <laughs> it. I get on my soapbox occasionally and I'm like, no, this is legit literature. <laughs> and it's been really cool to find like Romance Landia online and <laughs> discover all these new authors and amazing <clears throat> books and series and these indie authors and all this stuff that I wouldn't have found otherwise because that wasn't what we read and yeah and that's the thing that the social media has allowed us to find each other and I think that you know has been really great because it you know that is the sort of the benefit about you know I don't know I go back to the whole you know drunk girl standing in line at the bathroom <laughs> no one makes you, you feel better out. about yourself than that girl yeah, yeah. Well, and you, you talk about anything what about. lipstick shade is really good and where did you get those shoes and you know all of and you know what forget him he's awful you know you you get you can do so much better honey um <laughs> you get all of that stuff because we found each other and so again you get a dealer like katie who who gets you to buy books that you probably would not buy otherwise and then you end up loving them and she suckers you in um she's such a dealer i love her to death she is such a dealer she's so dangerous well and book dealer you want to buy a book i constantly (laughs) tell people i constantly they'll be like oh so you i'm looking for a steamy read and i'm like um katie roberts her her touch of taboo um her dad or your dad will do that oh book, like crazy town. And I tell everybody if, and it's funny because the podcast has a Patreon, but everyone will be like, oh, you know, Patreon. I'm like, listen, if you have $12 a month, join Katie Roberts Patreon because you get her books early, like in arc form. And like, I read Abel back in November and I was like oh. sweating. Have you read her new Seven Brides for Seven Brothers series? No. Hello. I'm a little like angry, jealous right now. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, and yeah, I just, I adore her. But yeah, you get these people that are totally your book dealer. I have a yeah. couple of our Patreons. They're like, I can't come to your virtual hangout tonight. And I'll be like, oh, sorry, why not? And they're like, because I have 97 unread books right now on my Kindle and I'm not putting any more on. And I'm like, oh, well, there's okay. always room but for But you should read more. this one. <laughs> always room for one more yeah we have our drunk book club and uh two months ago we read the first book in a series the bootleg spring series by lucy score and claire kingsley Mm -hmm. it's adorable it's delightful and everyone's like and now i have to read all six books i'm like yeah you do Mm -hmm. and this month we have jacinda wilder and we read book one of the bad brothers which is like super dirty talk like (laughs) 
sex and dirty talk for the it's whole also book. Like 18 books it's in 18 the series. Books. So it's like, like you go down, you go down the rabbit hole of Jacinda Wilder. Oh my god. I did that. The worst that I ever did on that was Kit Roche's Beyond series. Oh. I like stumbled onto it. I think it was like a box set of like three books for like, I don't know, $5 or something like that. And so I'm cheap Midwesterner. So of course I got that. And it wasn't even like the first books, you know, I think it was like five through seven or something like that. I read that. I think I went through like the whole, like, again, like, I think it's something like 18 books. It's a huge number of books. Yeah. All of them in like a matter of weeks. I was like, where's more? And then I wrote a fan letter. <laughs> and it was awesome. <laughs> I did that with uh, Rebecca Zanetti's enormous, enormous paranormal world. Start Because I was not a paranormal reader because I came of age during the vampire thing and it wasn't no. really my jam. Yeah. And uh, then someone's like, you should read this last spring. And I read every novella, the side story, this season, I am like, I've got pre-orders coming still. Like, it's just too much no. at this point, but I can't stop. No. I, I, so I should not read her then. Oh, no, you should. No, you should. We'll talk later, Leah. Yeah. I like to joke about like my book budget for the month. And they kill my book budget. Every oh. month. Every, every month. month. You know what we need? We The world needs a, um, here's what the world needs. You ready? This is it right here. I'm really excited to hear this. <laughs> a romance specific Libby, like your library. How awesome would that be? Because we are such voracious readers. Like my husband oh. freaks out every time. He's like, aren't you writing too many books? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I am not. Yeah. Thank you. You're not, um, not enough. I'm like, plus we like to eat this week. So yes. Um, but, but so the, uh, but yeah, like a Libby, a library, a little digital library specifically for romance. For romance. Would be, so I'm not going to pay lie. money for that. Yeah. I have so a little angel investor needs to get in that. I have four library cards for my local library and I'm very mm. fortunate to live in Ohio because we have an amazing library system and consortium and our local library also play, pays for a Hoopla membership for every mm -hmm. library card. So you get 20 downloads per month per library card. And then I have my four library cards through the library because I use my children's. Yes. Know, yeah. Like, that, that, that's right? why you had kids. Right? So I can have <laughs> yeah. their library downloads. That's yeah, why I, I should have kids. Right, Sadie? I you were looking so I wouldn't reason. have to do dishes. So, yeah. <laughs> So I, sh I share my library card in my hoopla with other people that don't necessarily live in my town. Yes. yes. Two people yes, on the does. screen. But, but I, I uh, really well, I had, I had two best friends come up to me um, at a book signing, right? And one got one book and the other got the other book. And I'm like, well, who do you want me to make them out to? And they're joking back and forth because they they know they're going to switch them. Right. They're, you know, they're going to read and then they're going to switch. So I just signed them to both of them, <laughs> to both of them. They laughed so hard. And I was like, that's what we all do. Yep. <laughs> it's what we nope. all do. Fuck. We do. Fact, and actually, I'm going to give that, I'm going to give that Ruth Ware book to one of my best friends. <laughs> so she's already claimed it. I'm like, it's yours. I'm done now. I just need to drop it off on her front porch. 
I ordered I ordered some books from your shop recently and I was like just average sign them because I know that eventually I'm going to be like oh you haven't read the wedding day disaster here here have this copy on me because it is beautiful and lovely and I love it and it makes me happy or really my favorite is awkward because I love a secret baby I love a secret baby. Everybody she like, really is like, does. She's like, oh, Becky, not secret baby. I'm like, yes, I love secret baby. Um, anyway. I think that's the worst trope in the world. I am Everybody so shocked. Does. Everybody I am so does. shocked that I wrote that book. Um, it just I love it. It makes me it happy was the every right time story I read it. for them though. But it yes, it, it, it totally was, worked, but yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's usually it's not favorite. for me either. So yeah, the, the accidentally knocked up thing because I'm always like, you use condoms. Of course you're going to use a condom with a one Who just hand. uses Hello? condoms anymore when they're yeah. abstractly having sex? None of us. <laughs> abstractly. Abstractly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't want to, like, some people don't want to. That's fine yeah. too. It's funny that you say that romance readers are so voracious. I will never forget. I was Nancy Martin years ago wrote a series called the Blackbird Sisters that takes place in Philadelphia um, on the main line. And she's an older lady and she her last book in this sister series came out and I waited desperately for it. I loved this series. It was all about fashion and um, vintage fashion, like 1950s Chanel and all this kind of fun stuff. And it's a great series. And she, um, the last book was coming out and it hit my nook because, you know, who's wasting money with that Amazon place? Barnes and Noble has an actual bookstore. So I'm buying a nook. So it comes to my nook and I'm like, oh, and I read it in a whole day and I sent her a message, um, an email. And I was like, Nancy, I read your book and I loved it. She's like, Becky, it came out this morning at midnight. And I'm like, yeah, I know I'm done. She's like... (laughs) That took me nine months to write that. And I was like, oh, but it was really great. And then I felt like, and then I started thinking about it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I'm you sorry. Know what, that, that is honestly, from a writer perspective, that is the best and the worst thing. It really, really is. Because on one hand, you're like, oh my God, I can't believe, you know, anytime, we're all so busy. Anytime somebody's willing to, you know, give you their time to read your book, that's, that's amazing. And let alone inhale it like that. That's amazing. But at the same time, I laugh really hard when you're like, that took me nine months. You know, <laughs> That's like, and it, Rebecca Weatherspoon said something the other day on social media where she was oh, like, she's you know, amazing. Well, and her books are great. The nanny cowboys. Oh, no, say I've read the cowboys. I haven't read the cowboys yet. I just started Beards and Bondage. Oh. Okay. Well, anyways, on on <laughs> on social media, she she said something about how much it sucks when you're like spending like five hours on one paragraph having trouble with it and you know that a reader's gonna be through it in 30 seconds. <laughs> I'm like, yes. Cause you know what? That'll happen. Sometimes you'll get stuck writing a book and and something will take forever. And, you, and you'll finally get done and then you'll go back and you'll read it on edits and that scene is like a page and a half and you're like, oh my God, that was like six days of my life. <laughs> <laughs> we, we won't talk about how fast it takes me to read a book. Right. Oh, you know what though? That's awesome. I think that's really good. Yay. It is. But it's, it's all consuming. Too. Sometimes a book it in a would day. also be amazing to 
get stuck in a book like people are like you read so fast I'm like yeah but then it's over but then it's over (laughs) like I just finished a book the other day and of course I was like I'm just gonna read a couple chapters and then go to bed so at like 1 15 I finished the book because I couldn't stop like Uh -uh. it's so good and then I was like but I want more now yeah yeah Yeah, you do like that happy sigh where you're like (sighs) "Uh uh-huh and then you're like uh That's how I felt at the end. Well, at the end of Wedding Day Disaster and Loudmouth. I was like, oh, wait, they're over. Wait, where? Especially Loudmouth. Especially Loudmouth. I I still am waiting for a jersey that says Ice Nights. Oh, yeah. Oh, I should do that in the store. I should do that in the store. That would be fun. All right. I'll, I'll make a note. I'll make a note. I have your I have your t-shirt that says H-E-A or uh get the fuck out. Yes. I have that t-shirt. <laughs> Thank you. My husband is like, are you really wearing that to the grocery? I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Today I wore my I read romance sweatshirt. And he's like, no. uh, okay. He's like, I listen, I hope people ask me. I hope they're like, oh, you read romance? And I'll be like, yes, I do. Yes, I do. I talk about it all the time. Yeah. I talk- she she's gonna be the next Katie Robert. You know? Well, <laughs> no, I, it's just dealing. I'm not writing because really, I like Katie's... to say I read the words, I can fix the words, but I don't write the words. Right. And Katie, her, she was my first delve into the anti-hero. Oh, and she with does O'Malley so incredibly well with her O'Malley series and the Russian. He was like this crazy anti-hero that you know the whole family wanted to like. And she like killed one of the sons like right in the first book. And you're like, wait, how can you do this? What am I doing not reading those now? (laughs) Right? Well, and you know what? Again, going back to romance and how deep and wide it is. Yes. I mean, there is every type of romance possible that you could that you could think of because romance is so universal. You can fit romance into everything except for a Nicholas Sparks book. Those um, are not that's romance. not romance. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I feel like you've said it, so now it's law. <laughs> um, I'm definitely not the first to say it. Um, <laughs> but yes, it can I be repeated actually, many don't times. Don't get me started on that. Just don't get me started on him. I, mm. So years ago, I, so I live in Ohio, and Jennifer Cruz uh, is actually a professor of literature at Ohio State. But she also has like some amazing books out there. If you haven't read her, I mean, she's, I love her books. Um, And I took a two day conference class with her where she talked about like writing romance and all of this stuff. And she's the one who started like my hate train of Nicholas Sparks (laughs) because she had actually had a run in with him at a professional conference setting. And she's like, I'm just going to tell. And there was like 500 of us in this in this big giant classroom at Ohio State. She's like, I just want you all to know I didn't stab him with my pencil, but I wanted to. And I walked (laughs) away and I'm like, oh, Uh, yeah. yeah, If you haven't read Jennifer Cruz, she's amazing. Bet me. That's one of my favorite tropes, fake relationship tropes that she wrote. Oh, I love fake relationship tropes. Yes. That's a fun one. Okay, so let's talk about the power of romance. Um, So you, now, are you still in term as the president of the RWA? Is that still your gig? Uh, Or you're the exiting? 
uh, yeah, I, I, yes, I am no longer involved with that. Okay. So, uh, well, technically I'm still there, but I'm not there. Okay. We'll put it that way. Okay. We'll just it's leave it weird. at that. Well, okay. So one of the big things that happened in Romance Landia, and I was so proud of Stacey Abrams. I feel like we can't have this episode without talking about what a badass she is. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and how amazing. And people would be like, I have a friend that was is a former teacher, and she was like, oh, my God, this woman is amazing. And I'm like, and she writes romance. She writes romance. And guess what the romance community did for that? And everyone's like, what? So romancing the runoff. Yes. How much did it raise? Jeez. Like, almost $500,000, right? Like, yeah, it was, it, was, it was close to half it a million. Was- I don't think it was quite half a million, but it was it was really close. And yeah, that was amazing. That I just think that shows the power of our community that like. Well, I think what, you know, if you look at it, romance is, you know, you're used to having to stick up for what you read. If you like to read romance, right? So, so you already kind of, you know, you're used to having to fight a little bit. <laughs> so, okay, bring it on. And then the amount of lawyers that there are in Romance Landia. So, you know, yes. Okay. Do not actually swing a dead cat, but you cannot swing a dead cat in Romance (laughs) Landia without hitting like six lawyers. So, um, yeah. So there's a, and then other experts. I mean, and that's the thing about it. The people who read and who write romance come from every walk of life and you have experts in just about everything so the fact that you have people and romance writers have to be entrepreneurs it's basically own your own business especially with indie writers so you end up with people who number one are used to having to fight for what they want (laughs) and what they believe in you have people who are really good at organizing and marketing and reaching out um, because that's what they have to do every day for work and then you have people who are um, who have expertise in many different uh, arenas. So when you bring it all together, I think it is a really powerful force and a powerful force for good. Absolutely. I mean, I just I also feel like Romance Landia itself is becoming more and more of this safe, embracing community. You know, we do have room for the male male stories. We do have room you know for whatever you're into and it just there is a level of love and acceptance that I mean I just keep hoping that stays I think we're I think we're definitely working toward it I mean we we still have problems oh, we're not perfect no, for we're sure not perfect. <laughs> uh we still have a lot of problems I think we have a lot of people who who like to um I think we have a lot of there's a difference between opinion and actually doing and I think that's where we have some differential that we still need to to make good on but I think we're working towards it um on on pulling those things together so um so obviously being a romance author isn't easy I always tell people like romance uh the genre of romance is kind of like the redheaded stepchild of the book world um everybody wants to put it in a corner and ignore it but then they secretly read it and love it um so what kind of challenges have you faced as just a romance author um well I mean you get the weird stuff from people who who want to ask you very inappropriately personal questions (laughs) 
<laughs> about what you do in your, in your private life. And I'm like, none of your business, um, you know, and you have to deal with people who don't take it seriously, you know, so that that's usually either you've got somebody that's creepy or you get somebody who thinks that, you know, you just, you know, fart around all day. Um, right. Neither of which are true. Um, well, I don't know. Sometimes I'm creepy. So there could be that. <laughs> but, you know, so I think that there's a challenge of perception. Um, but honestly, I think one of the bigger challenges from a writing perspective is burnout. Um, because, you know, I would, I don't know a single romance author who is not also a romance reader. Because <laughs> that would not make a whole lot of sense. So sometimes it feels like your entire world is just romance. So I think that sometimes can can lead to sort of a level of burnout um, that that makes it hard. So yeah. I think I think remembering that there's a world outside of our books sometimes yeah. is important. <laughs> Has it been harder or easier to write during quarantine and lockdown in the last year? Mm, I'm super lucky because my kids are older. My youngest is 12. So my oldest is 18. So they're self-sufficient. You know, they're not going to burn the house down much. Um, you know, so, so we're okay. So that's a lot easier. I, uh, the people who have younger kids and, and are trying to do schoolwork and stuff like that during the day with younger kids, oof, those folks. But um, I think it's been a little of both because as an extrovert, I get a lot of my energy and a lot of my excitement and stuff from going out and talking to people and meeting people and, and going to the conferences and getting, you know, coming back with 16 page TBR list, um, you know, all of that stuff. So that makes it a little harder, but I definitely do have a lot more time to, to write now. So, yeah. yeah. You can just come to one of our virtual hangouts, Avery, there and you your TBR list, you'll be like, Okay, I'm kind of sorry I came down. <laughs> I'm sorry I said yes. <laughs> it's always chaotic. they're chaotic. It's they're a little chaotic. We're kind of a little bit of a bit shit show, but that's okay. It's us. Um, Express. <laughs> I saw your announcement earlier this week that you are starting a podcast yourself. Yes. I'm so yes. excited for you for this. Um, tell us a little bit about it. Sure, it's called uh, Dear Romance Writer. It is uh, Zio Axelrod, Roan Parrish, and I, and we are all romance writers, and so we are not trained um, advice givers, but we'll give you <laughs> advice anyway. Um, so I, we like to say, you know, you have questions and we have questionable answers. Um, so yeah, so we're really excited. It's actually going to, um, we're just starting out. And um, you can anonymously send in your advice letters uh, about just about anything. So, and and we will I, we will we will answer you. I just read Ronan Parish for the first time. I have the new Best Laid Plans. Um, I I think that came to me through. I think that was through. Is that through Karina Press or Harley? I can't remember who sent me that. They were like, "Hey, would you like to read this?" And I was like, "Yes, I would. Thank you very much." Is you want to talk about like feelings upon feelings upon Ugh. feelings. Oh my God. So many That's, feelings. That story is amazing. And it's so, such a great representation, uh, you know, for the community. Oh. And I just, it was beautiful. It's a beautiful, it, it's a great book. It's a great book. Her books are so good. And, and I think she's very emotional without being like 
super crazy like sometimes there's um undeserved angst you know what i mean yeah and i i don't feel it's undeserved angst her angst is organic angst <laughs> yeah i was excited when i got that i was like oh okay well i can do this sure yeah. it was just it was beautiful i highly recommend it for everybody that comes out february the 23rd so mm-hmm. it's beautiful it's really good. And um, Zio has, if you haven't seen Zio's latest book cover, it is amazing. Um, it is, oh, I'm going to mess it up. Hold on. Because okay. it's a long title. It's a long title. I don't think um, that's okay. either one of them. Okay. I so. hadn't read Ronan. And then, like I said, I can't remember who sent me it and said, hey, you know, we'd love you to read this. And I was like, sure. I- I can read that. And I read it. Yeah. It's just beautiful. It's amazing. All right. Zio's next book that's coming out is called The Girl with Stars in Her Eyes. And um, I didn't want to mess it up because it is long title. (laughs) Um, But it's it's amazing. It's so good. And the cover is beautiful. Beautiful. I love a beautiful cover. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm such a cover whore. That is pretty. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's gorgeous. I like how we all immediately go look it up. (laughs) And I have my phone for a reason. And now I'm following all of you obsessively. Yes. Um, But yeah, no. Um, And Zio's books are all, her contemporary is just very, I'm trying to think of the word. I want to go with it, but it's like, she has a great voice in being able to make you feel like you're there. You know, yeah. and and it's just she pulls you into the world. And is it I don't consuming? know how to explain it beyond is that. She consume just, you in. Yes, yes. She sucks you into that world, and so everything else is kind of blocked out. And I love it. So okay, um, yeah. That is now on my TBR. See, Leah, look, a TBR wreck, just like that. Yeah. There like, you no, go. No problems. Did I just um, wish for it on NetGalley? Heck yes, I did. Yes. <laughs> So that's really good. But so the podcast is called Dear Romance Writer and um, you should subscribe and follow us. And there you go. Absolutely. You should. Yeah. I'm excited for it. I I saw that and I'm like, hmm, this is great. I love, I just, you know, cause there are a lot of people that kind of toy with, you know, just trying, I tell you what, I sometimes struggle with just writing a book review. (laughs) Like the words are not always easy to come out and, I, you know, often question and wonder, like, you know, how do you get the words? How do you stop using the same descriptive words? Or today, Sadie and I were talking about your catch word, you know, the word that you constantly use over and over. Mine is so. I use the word Mm -hmm. so a lot. And I was uh, alpha reading a book for an author, and I started noticing that she constantly was using the word so. And I had to, like, send it back. And I'm like... Hey, Kelly, this is really great, but you got to stop using so. <laughs> yeah. I think, honestly, I think all we all have them. We all have writing ticks. Um, and and that's what is what's really nice is, like, I've been working with my editor, uh, Liz Pelletier at um, Pelletier, sorry, um, at Entangled for a lot she's, of books now. Did you know she's coming on the podcast too? I did not. Yep. Um, we're doing ask it. her about her cats. Ask her okay. about her cats. Okay. <laughs> That's what I'm going to tell you. Ask her about her cats. Her cats are adorable. Um, but we've been working together long enough now that she knows my ticks. 
So she'll be like, all right, you use that one already. You've used that (laughs) one for three books now. Find a new one. (laughs) And I'll be like, oh. Because as a writer, sometimes you don't realize you're doing it. You. And I don't, you know, just as writing a review or writing an mm-hmm. email, I don't realize that I'm constantly or in conversation. I do mm-hmm. the very Midwestern Ohio, you know, oh, you yeah. know, yeah, all no. the time. Yeah, no, yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah, sure, bud. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> wicked. I moved wicked. to the Midwest and I said wicked a lot. <laughs> oh, wow. You no never realized it before. Yeah. No. <laughs> And and I don't realize it too much until I like have to go back and proofread and read my thing. And I'm like, oh, I need new words. <laughs> well, you know what? That was actually one words of the really hard. funny things about um, when I wrote uh, Wedding Date Disaster, right? So I grew up in Western Nebraska. Um, so that was really fun for me was to do a lot of that stuff from where I was from. But I have been on the East Coast for so long. I say soda now. I say soda without even thinking about it. And so I had to go back to pop and it was so weird to, to write about how this person wanted to pop. <laughs> I'm like, it feels weird. It's so weird. So Can I, I ask actually... a question about one of your older series. Yes. Yes. Where is the city that the Hardigans live in? Harbor city is fake New York. <laughs> fake New York. I totally <laughs> thought so. Now see, I, have... I, was telling someone the other day that I really didn't think that it was New York. I felt like it was more like Annapolis, like Maryland's more Southern East Coast. Yeah. For me, I have made it, for me, it is fake New York. And I did that specifically because, you know, when you're reading a book, you don't want to get sucked out because you know that that street is one Mm -hmm. way and that person has it as a two way and it just makes you crazy. Um, so I didn't want to make those kind of little mistakes, not being in New York or being from New York uh, to do that. Plus, it gave me the opportunity to be able to, you know, sort of set things up. So like Waterbury is across the harbor is fake New Jersey. So, um, yeah, which is where my <laughs> husband grew up and where he's from and where we go visit all the time or used to. So, um, yeah. So that's really fun. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about um, your new book that's coming up uh, with the amazing author Tracy Wolf. Um, yes. Tell us a little bit about Back in the Burbs. Well, Back in the Burbs takes place in real New Jersey. Um, <laughs> We're going to real New Jersey this time. We're people. going to real New Jersey, all right? Um, Back in the Burbs is really fun. Back in the Burbs is a women's fiction. It's a funny women's fiction with a really strong romance in it. Um, So it's a little bit different. It is in first person. I want to warn people of that because I know it's not everybody's jam. Um, It is in first person. It's all from our heroine Mallory's perspective. And Uh um, quite honestly, I love Mallory like nobody's business. She... uh, has she is about to she's in the process of getting divorced from her horrible cheating husband who's a big jerk and she had been living in new york and she has to move back to the burbs in new jersey and she basically is standing there and looking around and she's like how in the hell did i get here (laughs) and how did i become this person that teenage me would have you know been like why are you such a doormat? You know, the teenage right. me would have been so disappointed in. So 
Back in the Burbs is really a coming of age story, but it's a second chance coming of age, you know? And so that was really fun to get to, to get to do that. And um, of course there, are, you know, the, the, she inherits this house from her great aunt who's passed away and her great aunt is a hoarder. And so there's all sorts of like crazy stuff, but she's not just like, of course she's hoarding goofy things. Um, you know, like there's, there's a lot of boxes of sex toys. All right. You'll get to that eventually. Um, and you know, she's dealing with the HOA who had just, you know, is measuring her grass, not a euphemism and, you know, <laughs> all of that sort of stuff and she just sort of has to get through all of that and figure out who she is and what she wants out of life and um you know her neighbor across the street happens to be super hot so that mm -hmm. it's sad is he Mm -hmm. measuring her grass he might be and that (laughs) might be euphemism (laughs) that might be I love it. I can't wait. I love a good women's fiction comedy book. You know, I I love them. Sometimes I, they're just, I'm not afraid of them. I will warn you, there are parts in this book that made me cry. Me oh. cry. Okay. So, um, is it more Steel parts- Magnolias or Bridesmaids? Um, you know what? I think it's a good mix of the two. It's a good mix of the two. It's going to make you (laughs) laugh out loud. Fingers crossed. Everybody has a different sense of humor. Um, But there are some points in it that I don't know anybody, quite honestly, who's gotten to a certain age, who who hasn't looked around and said, I didn't quite do this, and I didn't quite do that, or I may not be exactly where I thought I was going to be. And so what does that mean to me? You know, I think that's a really universal thing that we all kind of have to figure out. And there's a secret sister. Dun, dun, dun. Not a secret baby, but a secret sister. That's okay. Secrets, <laughs> secrets, period. I love all the secrets. Give me. It's the burbs. There has to be secrets. Well, you know, I kind of live in the suburbs, so you kind of need the drama. To you keep do. Who are you going to gossip about in the car pickup line if exactly. there's not a random secret person or an affair or somebody or measuring something. grass? I mean, yes. Yes. I'm just saying. Yes. Sadie, another reason to have a kid. So yeah. you have someone to talk about in the in the pickup line. Did I have to keep them a secret first? Maybe. First they need to be a secret. Yeah, they have to be a secret. secret. Got it. Even from you. <laughs> Even from you. Yeah. I'm sorry. It, I don't make the rules. It's Isn't just that a show? <laughs> it might be. Um, I think it's, it's a show. not. It should be. <laughs> it totally should be. That's funny. Um, is there anything else romance you would like to talk about? Or does anybody have any other questions they want to talk about? Um, the only other thing I would say is go out and try an author you haven't tried before. Go do yes. that. You know, go scroll through those social media streams. Um, you know, go check out on Bookstagram. Give somebody a chance. Um, through the library or a sale or you know you got a gift card um, give give a new a new writer a try or at least somebody you haven't tried before because that's how you really you know you get to discover yeah. somebody new and that's such a great feeling 
Yeah, Ricky from Entangled, you had mentioned Liz. Ricky, she sent me um, Amelie Howard's Lady <gasps> Historical. And I haven't dabbled in historical probably in five some years. Because again, I grew up old school historical, Judith McNaught, mm-hmm. Jude Devereaux. And I haven't really gotten into the new kind of wave of historical. But Ricky was like, Becky, you should read this. And um, Amelie's going to come on a happy hour with us here for the podcast. Oh, and I was like... Books are awesome. It was so good. I mean, it was a slow burn, but it was so good. And so I highly encourage everybody, step out of your side your box. Try new yes. things. Try it's try something it. new. Try somebody new. Um, real quick, what are your thoughts so far on Miss Scarlet and the Duke? Okay. I had a fangirl moment. <laughs> oh. So, okay. Okay. So I asked, I, number one, I loved it. Okay. And I realized that there's not, it's. It's speaking of slow burns. It's going to be a slow burn. Okay. It is. Um, so slow. But, but there's a shirtless scene that's so worth it. Um, but anyway, I haven't gotten to that I yet. Gotten to that either. It's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> it's very worth it. You can tell that that was written and or directed by a woman. Um, is all I have to say because there is some female gaze there, or at least some man appreciating gaze, I should say. So. Um, but what uh, I, I really liked it, and I ended up, I started um, watching it on my own. Um, I skipped my husband. I was like, you're, you're too slow. You won't watch as many in a row as I would. So I, I watched the last episode without realizing it was the last episode. So the next day, and you know what that's like. You know, it's, with a, it's like when you're reading on your phone and you get to the end before you realize you're at the end and you're like, no, not fair. So, yes. So I was really upset. (laughs) And I'm like, you know, it was like, it was like accidentally eating wrong or the last Oreo without getting to savor it, you know? So I put that out on Twitter and the woman who created and, and um, wrote it said, don't worry, Avery, there's going to be a season two. And I had a total fangirl moment. I was like, So I actually today bought the PBS passport. I made the donation so that I could binge all the rest of the episodes. I totally did because my girl child is obsessed with Sherlock Holmes. And she has read, if you haven't read the study, if you like Sherlock Holmes types books, you should read the study in Charlotte. Um, Or the other series is Stalking Jack the Ripper. Both They're both YA they're wonderful Sherlock-esque stories. They're her favorite. And she sat down and watched episode one with me. And she's like, mom, she's a boss. And I'm like, yeah, isn't she? And she's like, I love this. So, um, yeah, she and I are watching it together. But I'm going to make wait. a recommendation for you then. I had to just okay. look it up to make sure I got the name right. It's Miss Sherlock. And it is on, oh, it's on Hulu right now. Okay. And it is a Japanese version. Oh, she probably Ooh, girl, and, that. And it's subtitles. Um, and it is, I'm sorry, I hate it, the overdub. The overdub is a killer for me. I hate that. So I'd much rather have subtitles. So this one has yeah, subtitles. She, she likes subtitles too, so. But it's really good. Miss Sherlock. Okay. Yeah, I, my girl child is, I mean, she's into all of the cosplay and anime and she loves watching all that kind of stuff and sherlock holmes is we let her watch um sherlock with uh 
you know, my boyfriend. Yes. Cumberbatch. We make up his name. We call him sometimes um, it's, Benedict it's about Monkey Watson. Bun. Like, let's be honest, that main yeah. character is supposed to be Watson or the woman. Or the yes. woman. <laughs> but she watched, she has like watched Martin that series. <laughs> I adore Martin Isn't he great? <laughs> so cute. She has watched that series like five times. And I'm like, girl child, stop. Pick something new. So now we're into Miss Scarlet go. and the Duke. Because he's I handsome. that too. Stern Say brunch daddy coming at you. Over and over stern again. brunch daddy. Stern, stern brunch. Hashtag stern brunch daddy. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Andy J. Christopher, for putting that out in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for making that up. Yes, absolutely. Stern brunch daddy. Oh my God. Um, but no, I, I thought I thought it was really good. I really like that series. It's again, it's not gonna be for everybody because they're they're you know, it's mystery light. Yeah, it's it mystery is. light, you know, and I kind of compared it a little bit to um Law and Order. Um <laughs> That's okay. I love because Law and Order. What ends up happening is, you know, you get, you know, your case per episode, but you also throughout the episode you get like little hints about each of the people and so you you sort of covet those you know yeah. so I like that aspect as, as well and quite frankly Rupert is the best character on the show I love Rupert I'd agree with you I'd have yes to agree with you. who doesn't need a ride or die bestie like that guy yeah he's pretty awesome I like him a lot it's um and it was, and actually it was you, you had posted on Facebook, like who's watching this? And then I messaged everybody and I was like, yes. guys, how did this miss us? Who's going to watch this with me? <laughs> so, and we all are watching it now. Now we're Yay! all watching it. <laughs> that, no, I really, really enjoyed it. I can't wait for season two. So okay. I'm really excited. There's going to be That's a hope. Did you watch Bridgington's? I got to episode five. And I knew it happened in episode six and I sat there and I went, you know what? I'm happy with pretending that the show ends here. And I went on Wikipedia and I read what happens. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> so I know who Lady Whistledown is. Um, and, and that was for me. I, I think it's so, it's very well done. It's just, I'm sorry. There's just. The, nope, the, that's that, that's a big consent issue right there that's yep it is no it is um and but i will say i love that it's bringing romance to the forefront oh that show's been number one for like what like a month yep. on netflix which is nuts and something Absolutely like nuts. 50 million homes have watched at least two minutes mm -hmm. of it it's the most watched series ever on the netflix platform so which is insane I mean, and there are other great series and I see it all the time on social media, people mm -hmm. saying, okay, what series should be next? Who should be next? Um, mm -hmm. I think there's just as good a stuff out there. So hopefully that will give voice to some good romance. I, I will say uh, that that's a one-off in the series and that season from here on out, that won't be a thing that you need to worry about for and episodes. I look forward to that. I look forward to that. You know what? And I think- I, I, I fast forwarded. Yeah, I know content warnings and trigger warnings are a little bit, I don't want to say controversial, but people either like mm -hmm. them or they hate them. Yeah. So this is one of those instances where I was glad it was there because it, it, it sort of let me make that choice. And yeah, I was absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. Well, Miss Avery, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for talking about your love of romance and the power of the HEA. We are so pleased to have you. 
Oh, thank you guys for having me. It was really fun. Book nerds. (laughs) (laughs) Go book nerds. Go book nerds. So now we're going to do romance buzz. I don't really have a new story um, for romance in the news. I will say, like we talked about with Avery, if you aren't watching Miss Scarlet and the Duke on PBS, you need to be watching Miss Scarlet and the Duke on PBS. It's a yes, little lighter on romance, but it's so good. It's so good. Um, okay, so what is everybody reading this weekend? Leah, what are you reading? I am reading Steal My Magnolia by Carla Sorensen, and it's in the Penny Reed universe. I know you love Miss Penny Reed, so. I do love Miss Penny Reed. Uh, Sadie, what are you reading? I am reading Alyssa Cole's Can't Escape Love, and I am trying out Johanna Lindsay's Man of Her Dreams. So, um, and I am reading Blindsided by Victoria Denault. This is one of the first offerings from Serena Bowen's Moo You uh, World. So I'm checking that out. It's a hockey romance. And then. Yeah, we'll see how this goes. I'm interested to see if if it's going to be as good as the original. We'll see. There's a bunch of them coming out. There's four this month and like four next month. So she's kind of, she opened up her world. Um, So we'll see how those go. Um, Notable releases, Miss Sadie. What do you have coming up this week? Uh, Well, coming that has already come out is Kerrigan Burns Dancing with Danger, which is one of the good girls books that, Uh, I really, really enjoyed as an ARC and I read it in a single sitting and I can't wait for the next. And Beverly Jenkins, who is an absolute legend, came out with Wild Rain. Yes, I love that. It's on my TBR. I just love her. Um, Leah, do you have any notable releases coming up? Um, Yes. Um, Claire Kingsley is coming out with a new one in her Martini Running Club. Um, It's called Marrying Mr. Wrong and it comes out on the 18th. And then um, Katie Robichaw is writing in um the happily ever alpha world um and it's called until cc and it is coming out on the 19th excellent um i have mr manhattan by alexandria sure this is part of the cocky hero world um that comes out today and then evers and after by jh croy comes out on february the 16th it is takes place in the in alaska um, and then I have Michigan for Winter by Dr. Rebecca Sharp, and that comes out on February the 18th. So, yeah. And then um, coming up, we have our Happy Hour Live on YouTube channel with Rebecca Yaros. Uh, Leah and I are going to sit down with her and have a pre-release party and celebrate her Things We Leave Unfinished, um, and it releases on February the 23rd. So that should be a good time with her. I'm excited. So... Anyway, thanks everyone for joining us. I don't know. Uh, Cheers, and we'll see y'all next time. Cheers. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join our Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes. 